I slid into her DMs. Oh yes, her Instagram DMs. And she turned into one of my biggest mentors. This is Taylor, your host. Welcome to the very first episode of Girl Gaze. I am so excited to finally be launching this podcast and to have you come along on this journey with me. Let's cure your Sunday scaries with a new episode and a mimosa, but hold the OJ. Get ready for brunch with me and special guests as we chat about all things fashion, career building, and adulting. So before we get into this episode, please subscribe, follow along on Insta at GirlGazePod and me at Taylor Bradford, and make sure to leave a five-star review after listening. So for those of you who don't know me, my name is Taylor. I don't know why I feel the need to say this, but my name is spelled with an E-R, not an O-R, just a little fun fact. Not by choice, but just because my parents wanted me to be unique, I guess. I'm not really sure. But I am 22 years old. I grew up on Long Island. I am a Sagittarius for any of you astrology lovers out there. I just moved to the city full time at the end of August slash beginning of September. And right now there is a major siren going on outside my apartment building that you can probably hear too. So let's just ignore that. But I am obviously living in New York City, the city that never sleeps. And I graduated from the SI Newhouse School of Public Communications at Syracuse University this past May. And my major was magazine journalism. My minor was marketing. And I had a concentration in fashion and beauty. Currently, I am a fashion assistant at the New York Post and Alexa. Alexa is the high-end fashion insert within the New York, the printed New York Post. So I work in the fashion closet and it basically operates in the same way a fashion magazine's fashion closet would also operate. And it all 100% sounds amazing as I'm saying it out loud and definitely looks amazing on Insta. But this podcast is going to be honest and real. So to stay the course of the purpose of this relatable and inspirational platform, to be completely honest with you guys, my postgrad journey has not been all rainbows and unicorns, although now I've definitely landed somewhere. Um, But I'm definitely still working my ass off as I did when I was applying for jobs and while I was in college. Actually, the main reason why I want to start a podcast is to kind of form a digital community of girl gazers who share advice, relatable journeys, and most importantly, empower one another. It's natural to feel alone or lost, especially as we're going through our 20s. And I hope that this podcast impacts your life in a positive way. So from landing your dream internship or job to going on a date or how to go on a date with a boy from Hinge to friendship breakups and how to deal um, to side hustles and how to make money. That's not just your full-time job. Nothing is off limits. I am so excited to dive in with all of my amazing special guests, including everyone from my own personal friends to influencers to entrepreneurs, girl bosses, my own mentors. But this 
first episode will be a solo pod. So you guys are basically stuck with me for 30 to 45 minutes. But before I get started, I wanted to start off this podcast with a gaze of the week, which is basically just a thought or realization, big or small, that I've reflected on during the week prior. And when I have special guests on, this is the first segment that we'll open up with after a little chit chat. So for me, my gaze is that I realized, you know, you are on the right career path, whether it's an internship, a club, a job, if it's rewarding for you. And on this past Sunday, I was on set at a photo shoot. Well, Considering when this podcast will be launched, it would technically be a few weeks ago. I was on set with Emmy award-winning actress Regina King. And just meanwhile and and afterward, I felt I felt amazing because my work was useful and just to see everything come full circle. So to go back a few weeks prior to or a couple of weeks prior or like one week prior fashion is very fast paced everything happens like but I remember my editor sat down with me and the other fashion assistant and told us her vision for this shoot with an amazing amazing cover star who is so nice and is actually very down to earth in person But anyways, my editor said that she envisions her wearing a power suit, you know, a major girl boss moment. So me and the other fashion assistant immediately hopped on Vogue runway and looked at fall 2019 ready to wear runway looks from Chanel, Gucci, Dior, Tom Ford, you name it. And we would specify which looks we felt went hand in hand with our boss's vision. We reached out to various PR people, had a little back and forth, back and forth. And just to like confirm which looks they could accommodate by a specific date. And we did the same for shoes as well as jewelry. And to see these amazing runway looks that are literally straight off the runway, the same as the pictures that you see on Instagram or on Vogue runway, come into our office. I mean, the same looks that were worn by Gigi Hadid and Kaya Gerber and just all of the amazing models that we all know come into the office, come into the closet and I get to touch them. I literally felt like a kid in a candy store, total kid in the candy store vibes. I mean, I remember the Chanel look head to toe came in and I was like, oh my God. I mean, the Tom Ford fuzzy hats, I was like, I mean, you can't see my face right now, but I am smiling ear to ear. If you know me, you know how much I love fashion. So it was, it's just so cool to feel and touch and be, and just like be in the presence of all of these amazing, I mean, literally racks on racks and on racks of clothes, of outfits, head to toe outfits straight off the runway, basically. So... uh, that happened. And then when the shoot day came, obviously the other assistant and me and the interns, you know, did, we packed the trunks, we did it all. And then the day of the shoot, it was this past Sunday, call time for me was 6.30 AM. So I woke up literally at the crack of dawn. Well, no, before the crack of dawn at 
5 a.m. And I was unpacking the trunks at by 6.30 and was on my feet literally all day, but it was so cool and rewarding to see our talent, this act, this major actress, love what we pulled and, you know, putting it on her and see the whole look coming together and then see her in front of the camera being so natural with the music playing. I mean, such good vibes. It was... that's when I knew I was like, okay, I'm in the right path because working in fashion is not easy. And I remember one day I came home and I was like, Taylor, I really hope you want to do this because the hustle is real people. It's, it's not as glamorous as it looks on my desk accessory of the day and all the events that I get to go to, which, which are amazing. But it's, it's a lot of hard work and that experience on set for me really made it clear that this is what I want to do. And if you feel the same energy that I felt after being on set that day, know in your heart that you are in the right place right now. And in this episode, I will tell you a little bit more about how networking helped me land this opportunity and basically is the reason why I sat front row at New York Fashion Week right next to the girl from Stranger Things. No big deal. But more on that later. So without further ado, here are the five girl gaze approved steps to landing your dream internship or job. So number one is to get involved on campus. Find your passion, you know, discover what career you want to pursue. And this step is definitely not easy. Like when I went into college, I signed up to be a broadcast and digital journalism major. I literally thought I was going to be a news anchor, like reporting about serious things going on in the world. But yeah, no, that was definitely not for me. I remember having a slight nervous breakdown after the career day where I learned more about what that career path really entailed. Immediately changed my major to magazine journalism and then fell in love with fashion and everything. So there's definitely a path. Like even if you feel stuck in your major, you're definitely not because there's so many other ways to get experience and to kind of figure out what what's your calling, if you want to say it like that just through, you know, finding hobbies or through other outlets to express yourself. And if you are a graduate and are stressing about figuring out what you want to do, there is absolutely no shame in trying something for six months to a year to feel a certain career or position out and then figuring it out from there. But Also, if you're motivated, pick up a side hustle or start a passion project. I mean, look at me with this podcast. So first, do it for your own creative and intellectually stimulating fulfillment, but also that's basically the post-grad equivalent to quote-unquote being in a club during college. And it will also be an awesome addition to your resume. If you can juggle adulting and doing a side hustle, damn, you go. Also, if you need some extra inspiration, there's this quote that keeps on floating around Instagram. There is one month left or two months left of 2019. Just go for it. 
if you don't know where to start, think about your interests and go from there. And don't be intimidated because you can literally sit in the back of a club that is semi-interesting to you or even set up a meeting with a faculty advisor or speak to someone who inspires you, an older sibling, a friend, you know, an upperclassman in one of your classes, really anyone. If you have already graduated and still kind of don't know what you wanna do, there are so many resources and people who you can speak with. I mean, old bosses, old classmates, mentors. I even slid into a girl who used to go to Newhouse and I don't think we ever crossed paths, but I just slid into her LinkedIn DMs and then we chatted on the phone and I learned a lot from her just from her experience of graduating being in the real world. And I also did the same with someone who works at Marie Claire. Conversations like these will definitely help you navigate your career path. And obviously great for networking, but more on that later. When I was a sophomore in college, I started a magazine on campus. It was called University Girl. If you would like to check it out, it's University Girl SU on Instagram little self-plug even though I just passed it down to new people which is so exciting but you girl is a relatable and inspirational magazine for college girls who aspire to be confident fearless career oriented and trend setting all about fashion college life health fitness really just anything that is of interest to the college girl and through that I got to write, edit, interview people, apply the skills that I learned in class to an actual product. I got to lead a team, work with others who shared similar passions to me. I loved executing photo shoots and coming up with the concepts, styling the looks, the makeup, and we had a website as well as producing one print magazine per semester. I honestly feel like this could be a whole episode on its own, so we'll definitely chat more about that another time. But the reason I'm bringing it up is because I kind of got to see everything and got to see what I liked the best, which definitely helped me when I was graduating to kind of figure out what I was most interested in pursuing. And listen, I'm not telling you that you need to start your own publication or your own club or your own business. Start small. If you like writing, then write. I mean, there are so many ways for you to write. You can literally start by writing for a club on campus. Or if you've already graduated freelance or publish your writing on a personal website. If you like styling, get involved with a fashion magazine on campus or start posting OOTDs on Instagram or Instagram stories. Be scrappy. Don't wait for an opportunity to do what you love. Take it upon yourself to make it happen. The main thing you need is motivation, which is step number two, by the way. If you don't have motivation, it's so easy to be lazy, especially in college. I mean, you're not really an adult, so you don't have any real responsibilities except for showing up to class, I guess, or showing up to the tailgate is your main responsibility. But for me, staying motivated because starting that magazine was a very big undertaking and it definitely forced me, like to get that done, I needed to be motivated and I needed to be constantly inspired. So I set goals for myself. I had a vision for what I wanted the magazine to look like. I started small. I started with the Instagram, what I wanted the feed to look like. And then I kind of grew from there. You know, I recruited a small team and I found girls who were Well, I recruited some of my friends, (laughs) recruited people from my major, sent out emails. 
If you have friends who have similar interests, get them involved with whatever you're doing. It makes it way more enjoyable. And even if this is like a passion project that's solo, ask for feedback. Talk about it to others. If you feel like you've hit a wall or need inspiration, you know, or turn to Instagram, Pinterest, Google, literally you can find inspiration anywhere. But most of all, just don't procrastinate. Just do it. Just just do it. Just force yourself to start because once you start, you'll start to see everything coming together. And for me, you know, I saw my vision coming to life and I saw other people starting to become really passionate about the magazine as well. And it is totally, totally worth it. Even if it might be a little hard to get started. But if you do procrastinate, I mean, before you know it, a few months have passed. And then, you know, a year, this even happened to me with this podcast because, I mean, I had the idea over the summer that I really wanted to start one. Actually, no, I took a, my capstone for my mate, my magazine journalism major was a podcasting course. That's what sparked my interest in starting in podcasts in general and also starting a podcast of my own. So I really wanted to start one since spring. So like kind of before I graduated and then I I just kept on pushing it, pushing it. Wasn't that motivated? was like, oh, it's summer. I just graduated. Not going to worry about it. And I wanted to start in September and now it's two months later, which yes, I finally told myself just fucking do it, which now I am. But you just have to push yourself to do it because once you start it, it's awesome. You have to be motivated not only with discovering your passion and being eager to learn, but you also need to be really motivated to apply for internships and jobs. But when you think about it, if you're already motivated and have something amazing you put on your resume or add to your portfolio, now's your time to shine. I mean, be proud and show off. But if you don't know where to apply, check LinkedIn, number one. LinkedIn, I think mainly is for jobs. I'm not really sure about internships. But LinkedIn is actually how I found my current position at the New York Post. More on that later. But definitely LinkedIn. In the magazine or editorial industry, check Ed2010. They have so many opportunities always listed under Whisper Jobs in the little flip down menu. And they have internships as well as like entry level positions always written there. The career fair, 100%. I remember my senior year, second semester, I randomly last minute decided to go to a career fair and I waited in this really long line to talk to this girl who works at Bustle and we ended up just hitting it off, really vibing with each other. And then I came home to do a couple of meetings slash informational interviews and I kept in touch with her and literally went into the Bustle office and I mean, listen, nothing, I didn't end up working there, but it's still so great for networking. Um, just a little side note about career fairs, or if you ever meet someone who you think would be a great person to keep in touch with, to network or whatever, make sure to get their emails and follow up. Literally the day of or the next day, the career fair is also a really great place to secure last minute internships. And I say this because I remember one of my past roommates did not have an internship when she was going into her senior year of college, went to the career fair in like April, which is basically one month before, maybe it was March, like one or two months before the end of the semester. And then she she secured a fashion PR internship just from the career fair. So definitely take advantage of that. Also Google, 
Google has, if you just Google random shit and of what you're interested in, so many things will come up on like Glassdoor and whatever the other websites are. But most importantly, don't be picky. Just like literally apply for anything and everything that is of interest to you. Don't hold yourself up to a certain level of thinking, oh, I only want to intern at X, Y, and Z because everyone knows those names. Like it's not only about the names, it's really about the experience truly because if all you're doing is getting coffee, then I mean, is it really worth it to get the big brand or is it worth it to get maybe an internship or a job at a smaller brand and really get so much experience that it'll propel you even further into your career than the other position at the bigger brand would have. You never know. And also do not compare yourself to others because I remember when I first graduated, I was <laughs> I was kind of a stalker on LinkedIn. I literally turned my LinkedIn onto private mode and I would just look up everyone who I went to college with specifically in my major to see what everyone was doing and was definitely comparing myself to others. I mean, really nobody had jobs yet because there wasn't really anything available for for the magazine and editorial world but I was it's unhealthy to compare yourself to others because everyone's on their own path and more on that later but don't compare yourself to others so uh, step number three is to network the first question you're probably thinking about is why should you network and honestly the verb to network isn't really accurate in my opinion to me it's more about connecting with and forming relationships with people who inspire you the main reason i began networking is because i felt lost when i went back to school for my last semester as a senior kind of being torn about what career direction I wanted to go in, whether I wanted to go the typical magazine editorial route, or if I wanted to kind of stray from that and join a marketing team at a fashion brand. It was hard. I didn't really know what to expect because when you graduate or even when you think about graduating or even after you graduate, the future is kind of unknown compared to when you're in school, you are going to your next year or next semester, you have your classes all scheduled before that. Even when you were a freshman, you had your classes all lined out for you. So, you know, the only thing that was different each year were maybe your professors, but honestly, you probably repeated professors as you go up in the levels of your classes. So there was definitely more of a routine in college, whereas after, like in post-grad, you have to be comfortable with being uncomfortable, kind of, because the future is totally unknown in terms of career, friends, uh, dating, just like life in general. So that was also just kind of freaking me out but I had one person who helped me through this time, my insanely inspiring, smart, creative mentor, Madison Utendahl, major, major shout out. She used to work at Refinery29, was a founding partner at the Museum of Ice Cream, and is now starting her own creative agency. So talk about motivation, people. But you know how I met her? I slid into her DMs. Oh yes, her Instagram DMs. It was honestly because I wanted to interview her and feature her career story in an article for University Girl, the magazine that I started at Syracuse. 
I was extremely persistent and eventually interviewed her over the phone, wrote the story, published the magazine with my team and kept in touch with her, gave her a physical copy IRL over winter break. So December, 2018, and she was totally blown away. We truly connected and I was genuinely inspired by her and wanted to pick her brain and get to know her more. So if you're thinking, how do you network? First, find someone who you want to learn from, find someone who inspires you, or find someone who who maybe has a career that you're thinking about possibly pursuing. And then how can you reach them? Literally, do what I did. Slide into their DM, Instagram DMs, slide into their LinkedIn DMs. Also, you can pretty much guess people's emails based on their first and last name and where they work. There's not really that many options. It's basically their first and last name, first name dot last name at whatever.com or like first letter last name. That's pretty much the only three combinations that you should, that you will have to try to reach someone who you're inspired by. Or you could even see if there are alumni from your school. I'm sure the Career Center can help connect you. Or if you look on LinkedIn again, definitely slide to the DMs. Or maybe even a professor can connect you with someone. If you don't know what to say, So first, always open an email or a DM with hope all as well, explanation point. Super friendly, will make them want to read on. Then quickly introduce yourself and whether you're still in school, what your major is, maybe if you are in a club, you can tag them on Instagram or link them or if you have a portfolio, link, go ahead and hyperlink it and tell them that you would love to learn more about what they do and that, you know, if they had any time for a quick chat on the phone or ask them for a quick coffee on you. People love talking about themselves. So definitely word your first email or your first DM in a way of you wanting to learn more about them, you talking about them, not saying, I was wondering if you could connect me with so-and-so or I just applied for this role, can you put in a good word for me? Can you pass my resume to HR? That is a total no-go. People don't want to think that you are using them at all. And to be completely honest with you, no one is going to connect you with anyone until you at least talk on the phone. So definitely talk on the phone and pick their brain about whatever is of interest to you because whoever you connect with, even if it might not be someone who is, you know, directly in the career career that you see yourself going in. They're older than you. They're wiser than you. There is definitely so much that you can learn from them. So after you've reached out to them, you know, maybe it's been at least a week, you haven't heard a response, or maybe you did hear a response and then you followed up with them and now it's a week later and they still haven't gotten back to you. Do not be afraid to follow up. And this leads me to step number four. Definitely do not get discouraged because People are busy. I mean, these people who you're reaching out to are successful. They're in their real lives. They're, they have jobs, everyday jobs. They're busy. And you're probably, not to burst your bubble, but you're probably not on the top of their to-do list. So definitely follow up. I mean, I literally thought Madison was straight up ghosting me, but I kept following up and I was very, very persistent. And now look where it got me. I mean, since connecting with her and then, you know, forming my relationship with her, Basically, since January of 2019, she has connected me with colleagues from Refinery29, Glossier, 
Harper's Bazaar, Google, and Glamour. I mean, you can't make this shit up. I DM'd her. So I hope that little anecdote definitely motivates you to just send people a quick DM or send people a quick email and be persistent. If you think you're being ignored, send a follow-up. Who cares if you think you're being annoying because you're just reminding them. It pays off and it's worth it. Trust me. So in addition to those wonderful people Madison connected me with and who I learned so much from, I was also doing other networking and had in-person meetings with people at Hearst, Condé Nast, Bustle, you name it. I was pretty confident I was going to land somewhere right out of college, but there weren't really many opportunities available, to be completely honest with you. Like comparing myself to a lot of my friends who were business majors, They secured a job pretty much six months before graduation, but in the communications field, there's a quick turnaround, so you really can't start applying for roles until you've graduated. And then once you have already graduated, it's like a gamble. You don't really know what's what's going to be open one minute and then how quickly things will fill up and also how competitive it is and how small teams are. So graduating from college, I networked my literal ass off, but there weren't really that many opportunities. And I literally told my mom, if I did not get a job right out of college, I would definitely want to look into being an influencer assistant. So I actually saw on Instagram that luxury lifestyle influencer, Lindsay Silberman was looking for an assistant. She just posted it right on her Instagram stories. So I immediately reached out and guess how I met her? I hope you said, yes, I slid into her DMs, her Instagram DMs. Um, This was also to feature her in the spring 2019 issue of You Girl. So I slid into her DMs January 2019, and then I met her before I went back to Syracuse for my last semester. I interviewed her and was extremely inspired by her career journey. Came back to New York City a couple of months later to do our cover shoot and then just kept in touch. And then right when I was graduating, she hired me as her assistant. There was no interview necessary. I mean, she had already met me. She saw the magazine I produced with my team. And this basically takes me back to step one. Get involved and do epic shit that you're passionate about. Because she saw that I'm a hard worker and that I'm motivated and that I was able to produce this and also work with others. So anyway, I remember I left college on a Tuesday in May. I think it was May 13th. I mean, I could be wrong. Don't fact check me on that. But then I started work that Friday. So, I mean, I was working for her part-time, so I still like had a summer and it wasn't like a full-time job, but I was still getting a lot of experience and honestly working for someone who really inspired me, especially because her whole career journey was very relatable and real. The main takeaway from Lindsay's career journey is that she didn't start off at her ultimate dream job and she said that that was okay. So you'll land where you first land, internship or job or whatever, and then you know, you'll know you grow from there. It's not an end all be all, your first position. So honestly, let's see if I can convince her to come on the pod for an episode so we can dive more into that. But anyways, this brings me to my final step, step five. 
trust the process. You will land where you're supposed to land. And I'm literally going to sound like my mom when I say this, and she's probably going to laugh out loud, but you have to trust the universe. I mean, once you land somewhere, it will teach you one of two main things. This is either not what you want to do, which is amazing because then you will be one step closer to discovering what you do want to do. Or number two, this is what you want to do. And this is just the starting point that will propel you into your career and that will give you experience and that will teach you the skills necessary to move forward in whichever path you decide to go down, which is so exciting. Trusting the process and you know, going with the flow with your career is definitely easier said than done. Honestly, Lindsay was definitely the best first boss ever. And even though I wasn't working for her full time, she basically took me under her wing and taught me so much that I'm so grateful for, specifically WordPress, because the post uses WordPress and it is just extremely helpful that I know that I also like things about SEO. Despite that, I was honestly getting nervous because I mean, listen, I was running, I was in the running for positions at Cosmo, Vogue, Vanity Fair, Elle, Town and Country, various roles that I, you know, that were like basically dream roles for me, but nothing was really falling into place. And I was getting extremely frustrated because I knew that I was a good fit for the role. I knew that I would excel, but I kept having to reassure myself that My path was just not supposed to start there. And then finally, I randomly found a fashion assistant position at the New York Post on LinkedIn and applied straight through LinkedIn. But I LinkedIn stalked people. Like when you LinkedIn stalk people, you can LinkedIn stalking 101. You have the option to add filters. So I added SI New School of Public Communications, New York Post. And then I found this wonderful woman cold called LinkedIn DM'd her, told her that I applied for this position, said that I would love to learn more about her experience at the post and if she had time to chat on the phone. Got on the phone with her a few days later and then I got the interview two days later. I had three interviews total over the course of two days and then I literally got the job a few hours after my third interview. So networking is very important. When you think about it, all of these brands that you or all of these publications that you may be interested in applying for so many people apply like you don't know how many people apply it could be hundreds of thousands and so many resumes could be overlooked so it's really really important to get a recommendation or at least for someone in hr or someone within the corporation or or team to recommend you at the end of the day everything will fall into place Seriously, it will. Because, I mean, I was nervous. I worked my ass off in college and then nothing was falling into place right away. But it really, really will. And honestly, now looking back, I'm actually really happy that I landed in the position that I'm at now because if I were to have landed a social media role or, you know, sitting behind a computer screen all day writing articles about pop culture, I wouldn't really be happy with my day-to-day, although I probably would have been happy with the brand name. And then if I were to have landed a fashion assistant elsewhere, I would literally be a glorified intern. So I remember actually this one Hearst HR rep gave me really great advice. I met with her before I graduated and she told me, you know, it may be best to think about joining a smaller team because it will be 
very hands-on. And in fact, I can tell you it really is hands-on and I'm getting to do things that a normal entry-level graduate would not really be able to do. So I feel like I'm on the right career trajectory that I'm supposed to be on. Trust the process and try not to get discouraged because I promise you everything will work out. I really, really do. So I will be including a little description of each of the Girl Gaze approved steps to landing your dream job or internship down below in the description. But I just wanted to leave off with listing the five for you once more before I head out. Number one, find your passion. Two, be motivated and try your best not to procrastinate. Three, probably the most important step that does not end once you've landed your internship or your job, because I can tell you every single day I am networking, whether it's at work, I'm meeting somebody new, or if it's on set, I'm going to an event, or if I'm emailing people and making new connections. Networking is key. Okay, step number four, don't be afraid to follow up and don't get discouraged. And I know that it's very easy to get discouraged, but you really have to keep a positive mindset so that you can attract the energy that you're giving out. And then finally, trust the process. I gotta go. It is 11 p.m. and I have a lot to do. I was just assigned this huge Black Friday assignment. I don't want to say assignment because then it sounds like it's schoolwork, but I'm writing a few Black Friday deal stories and it's actually pretty cool that I get to scroll through different websites and you know, Pretty Little Thing and Nordstrom and Free People, Urban, all of the sites that we normally shop on. And then I get to pull my favorite items. And obviously there's way more to it, but now I'm probably going to know what I want to buy anyway. (laughs) So I will definitely be sharing those on my Instagram. If you're ever wondering about the best Black Friday deals, I got you covered, but that's not the point of this. Although I would be totally down to talking in more detail about my day-to-day and kind of what goes into each project that I take on at work as a fashion assistant. So definitely let me know. I'm really curious to see everyone's feedback. So I hope that this episode was helpful and please let me know if you use any of these five girl gaze approved steps to landing your dream internship or job, because I would love, love, love to hear all of your stories. And I just wanted to thank you guys so much for joining me for my first official podcast episode. I am so excited to have you all here. Make sure to follow on Instagram at girlgazepod for an inside look and me at Taylor Bradford. And please subscribe, leave a five-star review if you are feeling a little nice today. And thanks so much. I'll see you next week with a very special guest who some of you may already follow on Instagram. See you then. Bye.